Oh, on a Friday. Yes. All right. Sure, I don't know who you're co-hosting with. Get in here. Get in. Get in here. Get in. We got a busy day. A lot of news to get to. Couldn't get Felix Bennell on the phone. We're going to talk to Felix about D.B. Cooper. Yeah. He was a no-show. He was, uh, otherwise engaged. I know. Because uh, apparently somebody is demanding to find out. What's that beeping sound? Is that me? No, I, I've i been me? hearing it for a little while. Now it's changed. <laughs> it's not a beeping sound. That's the sound. hamster wheel. Is that the end? <laughs> is this a sign that's going to come? Cut the red wire first, but first cut the yellow wire. The whole show I, just blows sure up. I don't know what it is. It's I not did, too annoying but, if we just try to make our voice sound at the same level. Pizza, what I'm talking about? Does that block it out? I think we could try it. Uh, Let's see if it gets faster. Aware of it. Okay. Okay. Working on. on it. Okay. You did it fine. Thank you. Time to get all the noises. Oh, boy. In the studio today, Sherry. How about that, huh? Yeah, I can't yep, yep. see you, though. It's crickets because they know that the daylight savings time is coming. That's right. Big news this weekend. <laughs> what did you say, Mouse? Oh, you want to hear about the wealth tax? Really? What else do you want to know about? Oh, wow. Really excited about that. Back to the... Um, here's the weirdest thing. When I was a kid, Freddie, my hamster, turning on the wheel much like that all night long, and it didn't bother me. And I would, I, It's an odd thing to have a hamster on a wheel because you don't feel sorry for him. He's just on the wheel, just going and going and going, never getting anywhere, having no hope that he's ever going to get anywhere, but just keep going, just keep turning on the wheel, turning the wheel every night, all night. And I was like, you want me to oil that thing for you? So she came in with the uh, a spray and spray down his um, his wheel. And then like two days later, he was dead. Oh, no. Yeah. You think it got in his paws or something? No, or the, the uh, cat ate him. Um, oh. <clears throat> God, Sherry, you go right to the, we- right to the oil killing him. Uh, let's talk about the wealth tax. By the way, we tried, Chris tried as hard as he possibly could to get uh, somebody to come on that's defending this idea of the wealth tax. And I think he probably called one of the individuals that is, uh, is our friend from Bellevue who's pushing this. Um, and she says, uh, quote, I know how important it is that we fight for tax justice in Washington state. This is representative. Uh, is it Ty? Uh, yeah, uh, Representative Ty and Senator Frame, and just to t- uh, let you know, they both said they would come on next week to talk about it. Oh, okay, good. Well, yeah. that'd be good. All right. Uh, they're sponsoring the bill in the House. Quote, it's time we start rewarding work rather than wealth. I didn't know the that's difference? the job of the government. No, I didn't know that's the job. It's time we start rewarding work rather than wealth. Don't you need work with, well, I guess you don't always need work to get wealth, but... Well, they, they're going to make sure that we reward work. I don't know whose work you're rewarding, but you're going to take some of the wealth from the people. And it's only going to be a small, teeny, tiny percentage of people, and you're going to take it from them. We talked about this yesterday. They're going to tax your assets before you realize your assets. So you've got a million dollars of something. 
they want to say, okay, we'll take a piece of that even before you've done anything with it. It's just sort of sitting there. You haven't utilized it. You haven't done anything. It's gaining because you've invested it. I would assume they've invested it in something like a business. I assume they've invested it in buildings. I have assumed they've invested in something that is paying off for them and it's benefiting everybody. You know, if you took a million bucks, you put it in a suitcase and put it underneath your uh, mattress, um, that'd be a bumpy mattress, or underneath your bed, it wouldn't do anything for anybody. But when you take that money and you invest it, you actually create wealth for everybody. But the state of Washington, uh, these folks, uh, Representative Ty, I guess uh, from Bellevue and a few others, want to go in there and grab some of this. The money, by the way, and the push behind this is coming from the teachers union. Imagine that. They're trying this in what's how many states is trying to do something like this? Uh, quite a few. I think it was 11 or um, let's see, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Hawaii, Maryland, Minnesota and New York. Seven other states. Yeah. Uh, here's the Washington Education Association say the tax will raise m- more more money for them. Well, it says that it's uh, the revenue generated is dedicated to four funds. Yeah. The Education Legacy Trust Fund, yeah. um, which is dedicated funding source for uh, early learning, K-12. through 12. Mm-hmm. The Housing Trust Fund, which pays for the construction of affordable housing. And two new funds created in the bill, a Disabilities Care Trust account that will pay for services for Washingtonians with disabilities and a Taxpayer Justice account that is intended to offer credits against taxes paid disproportionately to low-income and middle-income families. Here's what the other person, who's a, uh, her name is Noel Frame. We know our state is facing unprecedented crises in access to affordable housing and meeting the needs of our students and our family members with disabilities. The Washington State Wealth Tax will fund our future and invest in our communities. Mm. So just to give you some idea, uh, per student spending on average has gone up more than 91% from 2010 to where we are now in 2022. So we've gone from about 9700 to about 18000 So they're saying that we need to spend more uh, per student or on education. You had an increase of 91%. So they're not exactly starving over there, but they want to take the money and uh, give it to teachers and teachers unions. That's the one who's pushing it most. Teachers unions have actually started to lose members because ever since they passed Supreme Court, basically saying, if you don't want to be in union, you don't have to. The number of teachers that have dropped out of teachers unions, I think 54,000 or something that across the country. And that's not just in one state or not just in one cluster of states, but a whole bunch of states that teachers are getting out. This is Washington Education Association. So the tax or raise needed money for them. They need more money. We see this as a way for Washington's wealthiest to more equitably fund key programs like special education. Students receiving special education services are basic education students and should be fully funded by the state. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and then also they say they concern citizens. This is John Fain is not happy with the proposed tax. What we're going to look at doing is punishing 700 individuals, which I think is extremely unfair. Will John be able to stay here due to the taxes that we're paying, or am I going to have to look at moving out of state due to the high taxes? Yeah. Listen, the the money is going to go to uh, teachers, teachers' unions. Most of the people that they hire in schools are not teachers, and most of them are administrators. And the Washington state spending about $17,000 per student. They've lost 46,000 students because parents have said, forget it. I want my kids to be indoctrinated. So they're pulling out. They're leaving. So they're losing kids. And uh, they want to do what they can to try to raise more money. But generally, the idea, this is this thing's going to get challenged right away in court. Because you're going to tax my assets 
constitutionally you wouldn't be able to do this. You're going to tax the assets that I haven't realized yet. Right? Yes. I haven't touched it. I put it in. I'm making money with it. You're going to get a, you're going to try to get a piece of it. And this idea of like the wealthy don't pay their fair share. In the state of Washington, I know there's no income tax. But believe me, they're paying their fair share to the federal government uh, more than their fair share to uh, to the government. And this is just one more bite. And I, the weirdest part of this, do they really think that people are just going to sit and allow this to happen? Or you just move out of the state? Just go somewhere else. Take your money somewhere else. When France tried to institute a millionaire tax, I don't know how many millionaires left. But they said, forget it, we'll leave. And then they got rid of it because you can vote with your feet to leave. And this idea of making somebody feel bad, and they use, they use words like uh, excessive or extreme wealth um, or, you know, uh, obscene gross profits or obscene profits. They put the word, I don't know what, obscene, what makes a profit obscene or excessive wealth by comparison to somebody else. Well, Noel Frame says this. This is a common sense bill that ensures that some of the richest people in the world, some of whom live right here in Washington, pay property taxes on their assets, just like middle class families who own a home and pay taxes on theirs. Uh, Right. They're paying a property tax on their gigantic estates that they have there on Lake Washington. They're already paying that. So then it's not a property tax, but they're also taxing the assets that they have, I assume, in the stock market. They have a few yeah. exceptions of what they're not having to pay on. But it's the government coming for more of your money. Have you ever heard anybody in the state of Washington ever say, you know, we're going to cut taxes? States across the United States have actually cut sales tax. They have not cut sales tax here, I think, since the mid-80s. They're always looking for more, always growing, and for special interest. Uh, these legislators, especially uh, Ms. Tai, uh, former school board member, big, big, uh, raised more than a million dollars to run. I think her opponent raised like $19,000, huge monies from, from the teachers' unions to make sure they got their person in there to push this sort of thing so that the money can go towards teachers' unions because they believe that somehow if the teachers and the teachers' unions are able to get more money, somehow our kids are going to be better educated. I'd love to see how that had happens. I've never seen the, the connection between the two. As you spend $16,000 or $17,000 per student, but yet we have, I don't know, half of them are able to read at grade level, half of them are able to do math at grade level, and they just push them along and graduate them, even though they send them out into the world. I mean, it's a form of um, um, malpractice. That's why I always see it. So they'll try to push this thing through, but um, maybe they'll come on and defend it, because I'd love to hear. I always love when people try to pit the rich against everybody else, right? Yeah, and if you're wondering, John, what is exempted from the tax, the Washington Policy Center has a great article about what it is, and it says, in addition to excluding the first $250,000 in capital gains profits, lawmakers also exempted any profits from real estate, retirement accounts, the sale of family-owned small businesses, timber and timberlands, timberlands, uh, livestock, commercial fishing privileges, and goodwill received from the sale of an auto dealership. This ensures that uh, it almost exclusively applies to profits from the sale of stocks and similar assets among those at the very top in Washington, the wealthiest 2%. Hmm. I'm sorry, this is, yeah, the Washington State Budget and Policy Center. Yeah, so is that, so have I, do I need to sell the asset, then incur the, st- the tax, or can they will be taxing it before I sell it? I think they're taxing it at the mark to market. If it's worth X amount of dollars, they're going to take a piece of it. 
Well, it just says applies to the profits from the sale of stocks and similar assets. So how Capital they would gains. be able to calculate something without knowing what the sale price would be. That- Right. That's 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 basically a capital gains tax. So the, what they're still trying to get, which is illegal in the state of, of Washington, they're still trying to stop that because it's still an income tax. Um, and it's been challenged many times in court. But again, we look forward to hearing from somebody that wants to support that. By the way, I went down um, to my uh, little hardware store there in Cleelum to buy uh, an AR-15, Sherry, as a uh, Go screw yourself to Inslee and uh, to Attorney General Bob Ferguson. And the woman said, well... You're too late. We sold them all. Everybody's been coming in, buying a, a blank, go blank yourself AR-15 for the last two weeks. So they don't have any more. They're not going to order any more because they're afraid that this AR-15, this assault, I, I'm sorry, no, I don't know what an assault weapon is, but apparently they have this term called assault weapon. And they, they're hoping, I talked to Jim Wash this morning, that uh, he's saying that what they want to be able to do is have this thing happen just right away, just as soon as they're able to pass it, they would just all of a sudden the governor would just sign it. An emergency clause. This is what he says. Uh, okay, there's an emergency clause. So as soon as the governor signs, we tried to remove by amendment and rejection. We tried to add a 90-day window for dealers to sell through the existing stock. Um, it was rejected. The governor and the speaker want to sign ASAP. Um, she's a true believer. She and he wants the photo op. State Senate mostly not so excited. May take time to review. Um, Will Bill Cave and move on as fast. And then gun rights groups don't care what happens at this point. The lawsuits are ready. And then he tells me, I don't know if I can announce this or not, but he says, watch for a lawsuit to be coming up from so-and-so, such-and-such, so-and-so, so-and-so. He's now a leader. Um, So they're going to immediately challenge this thing, but they wanted to pass it right away. So most of these gun dealers are just trying to get rid of any stock that they have because they don't want to get stuck with it. They don't want to have to send it back. So I went down there to buy one. Couldn't get one, Sherry. I already have one, but I wanted one anyway. I was going to willing to pay fifteen hundred bucks or seventeen hundred dollars for a good one, just as a way of saying, "Nope, I'm sorry. You say I can't have it. I don't know why I can't have it, so I'm going to buy it anyway." Dumb, I know, but it just the contrarian in me just will spend the money as as just a way of saying, "You tell me I can't. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to own this thing, so I'm going to buy one." Well, I thought that this thing wasn't supposed to take effect, or most of these rules, uh, the 10-day waiting period, all of that, wouldn't take effect until 2024 at the earliest. How are they able to now move that date up if that's part of the legislation? Uh, just, I'm just telling what I'm hearing. There's an emergency clause. The governor wants to sign and have the thing become effective. We tried to add the 90-day waiting, um, but that was rejected in the amendments. Mm. So, Yeah. I mean, I did the same stupid thing. I remember when Barack Obama talking about, you know, gas and, you know, saving the environment and everything. You know what I did? I went out and bought a Corvette. <laughs> Boy, that's going to be a good look. You and your Corvette oh, no, no, along with no, the AR-15. No, no, no. Riding I, along, I, just I saying it. what you I, say about no, people. No, I sold it. I sold the car. But I, I bought it as... I couldn't stand the fact that, you know, oh, everybody's got to go get one of these hybrids or go get an electric car or whatever. I was like, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to go out and buy a muscle car, an American-made muscle car. So I spent all this money and bought that thing. But gas was crazy expensive. This, I don't know what the year was. And I would watch that gas meter go down. I'd watch that thing go down like whole every time I pressed down on the gas. Got a chance to experience that American-made muscle car. Experience the price of filling that gas tank. But I just... 
I don't did you say, feel uh, vindicated at all, or did you feel like, wow, I maybe should have thought this one through a little bit? I bought it. It was a total a D-bag car. Uh, it was red, convertible uh-huh. Corvette. I had had it for three days. I parked it in Seattle somewhere, and somebody wrote something horrible, scratched it into the uh, passenger side door. Oh. What did, what, can you give a hint what it said? Uh, there are many words you're not allowed to say on the radio, and yeah. uh, that would be like the one of the top. Number one? Number okay. one. Got it. Yeah. I think I know what that is. Okay. Yeah. Well. Then I ruined I mean, the car by putting too much. I took it over to this place in Kirkland. I'll tell you later about it. Let's see Nate in there waiting to get on the. When you hear the, the flushing sound, that means it's time for him to go. All right, John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show. Mm. Normally on a Friday we do the know-it-all quiz, but we've had to uh, push that off to the side because Teeny Tiny Lady has called in sick today, Sherry. So she's the only one that puts it all together, but it's a Friday. I'm highly suspicious, so I've asked her to bring a doctor's note. All right? Oh, I appreciate you finally holding her to account, which never gets done around here, but that's good that you're doing it. Okay. I um, I sent a l- <laughs> Sherry. Sherry. Yeah. Move your hamster or whatever that is <laughs> away from the microphone. I, I'm I'm afraid that uh, Brady is on the task, so we'll hopefully get that result. Brady's the name of the hamster. Brady is yes. Brady is what? Uh, huh? What? Huh? What? All right. Good. As if the show's not annoying enough, then you add in there the extra sound of the squeaky squeaks. Um, you know, I always say that I, I um, what irritates me. A lot of things do, but one thing that irritates me the most is the fact that, well, that, the sound, that's ir- ir- irritating enough right now. That... Should I turn off my camera? You know what? I'm not looking at you, so get rid of that. I mean, as much as I love that, what are you wearing? Like a, is that like a nightgown? No, it's a, it's a shirt, and then this guy's got a shirt underneath it, and a necklace. Okay. Okay. Oh. I go, what kind of shoes you wearing? Do you approve you wearing a button? No, just, like just, just stop the beeping. Okay, let me let me turn off my camera. See if that helps. Okay. Let's see if that's what the problem. Oh. Uh, okay. All right. We're left with an image of you with a shirt unbuttoned. All right. Uh, there we go. Sorry, Sherry. We don't get a chance to see you. That's okay. As I always say, what bugs me about the media, I like the fact that if um, the media was like the umpire, right? Back there behind the plate calling balls and strikes. If you find out the umpire is related to the pitcher, you'd be like, what? People really have a hard time with that. Right? People are always looking like, oh, the Seahawks lost to the Steelers because of well, those bad calls. Those guys had it in for the, you know, that kind of frustration. When you sense that they, you know, the, the playing field is never level, but at least you want somebody in there just. You know, just not to be pushing it one direction or another, not to have their thumb on it. The fact that the media covers some stories and doesn't cover other stories, uh, pushing narratives. I remember there was a survey that was done recently talking to these people who are going to journalism school and asked, why do you want to be a journalist? Because they want to advocate. So right. advocate. And then we had the whole discussion about objectivity and subjectivity and objectivity is a problem because, you know, whose facts are you using and what's your lived experience? So we've completely obliterated the ability to just tell a story, cover a story. So certain stories get covered. Other stories don't get covered. I mean, you don't cover the story. That's just as bad as covering it uh, and not giving all the facts. Right. Just covering one side of it. 
Um, sure, I agree with that. Or through complete and utter just absence of coverage. I don't think this is that big of a deal as a story. These kids are kids, right? But did you hear there were four white kids that grabbed, or there were three white kids that grabbed four black kids. They threw them onto the ground. They punched them in the head. They made them kneel and then made them say, uh, 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 make America great again. Did you hear that story? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so three, I think it was three, yeah, three and four black kids beaten up. White kids beat them up and then forced them to say, make America great again, and Donald Trump is great. No, I didn't if hear you, that If that story. had happened, if that had happened, that would have been the first story on NBC Nightly News, the first story on CBS, the first story everywhere. We They would have been talking about this and had those kids on television. They would have been on the Today Show. They've been talking to the parents. Reverend Al Sharpton would have been at the school. They would have been protesting. You could maybe get something lit on fire during a peaceful protest. I mean, this thing would, they get at least three or four days out of it. At least. Do you agree? At least, yes. Yeah. The president would speak about it. We would get uh, the president, the White House would speak about it. We would have elected officials, congressmen and women. You would have people there and these kids would be given all sorts of the royal treatment because they were forced onto the ground, forced to kneel, hit in the head, assaulted and being told to say, um, make America great again. Three or four days of coverage, right? Yeah, of course. And we'd hear about the kids that force the other kids to do it and how their parents are a certain way. Right. And, and now there's the now there's death threats, maybe some death yes. threats. Right. OK. And then the school would come out and they have a whole thing. And then they would like take off for two days and there would be uh, counselors would go in there and the NAACP would talk about this and they would ask Donald Trump about it. And Donald Trump Jr. would uh, tweet on it and it would be on every single and the view would have the kid. I mean, everybody would talk about it. Mm hmm. The incident report in my hand says last Friday here at Kenwood Elementary during recess, several black students grouped several white students together and forced them to say black lives matter against their will. The students who did not comply or steer clear of the situation altogether were, quote, escorted, dragged or carried back to a specific spot on the playground. He was afraid to talk about it. Crystal and Daniel Har's 11 year old son is in the sixth grade at Kenwood. The report states one student was punched in the head and the Har's say their son was thrown to the ground. The specific one that threw him down, he has had issues with since first grade. As parents, the Haars say they are disappointed in the way the school has handled the situation, as well as the lack of communication. I actually didn't find out any information until I called the police department. The report says officers were called to the school Monday morning just before 1030, which was three days after the altercation is said to have taken place. We are unclear who called authorities or if it was a 911 call. The district is refusing to provide that information at this time. I also asked the school district if the students in question have been disciplined and if there have been any other similar issues within the last year. I was told they are not releasing that information either. Oh, so you change the colors around the kids and it gets picked up in that little town there. Uh, I think major news networks have not covered it. And I don't, again, kids are stupid. They do stupid stuff, right? So it's, to me, it's not this big of a deal. But again, if you had reversed the colors, white, black, black, white, Make America Great Again, Black Lives Matter, it would have been international news.
Here's what the Black Lives Matter Dayton group in Ohio is saying. Uh, We are disheartened to learn of the incident at Kenwood Elementary School in Springfield, Ohio, involving black students' alleged negative engagement toward white students while using the Black Lives Matter phrase. Right. And when the dad was told to get over it, look, again, kids are dumb. They do dumb things, you know, but... It's just how the media covers stuff. Like, for instance, Jane Fonda was asked, oh, you t- how much time do we have? When do we have to break, Chris, right now? I think you got a minute or two here. Listen, it's Jane Fonda on The View talking about abortion. abortion We're rights. not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Yeah. The women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking. Yeah. And, and, and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. Listen, they're going to ask her, what can you do? I'm not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's- murder. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> murder. <laughs> And then it goes on. Chris cut it, but it goes on. They're going, no, she didn't mean that. (laughs) And then the camera cuts to Jane Fonda. She's like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, I'm not kidding. God. Again, just don't either don't cover the story. Right. Don't cover either side of the things. Don't split it. But I'm telling you, I'd love to talk to, quote unquote, a journalist that feels they need to advocate. And like, what do you think you do? How do you what do you do? What do you think you do for the general conversation and the general soul of America by promoting one story and not the other story? I, I think it would be easy to find someone that would be willing to talk about that because I think it's what everybody's doing. In fact, that's what journalism school is about now. It's right. about advocacy, being able to put your point of view out there or write the story to the angle that, that you want it to be presented. Not for, the facts, for what, not neutrality. what reason, though? Sherry, for what reason? Why? Right? Be- because you are advocating for your, I mean, as long as it's social justice oh, yeah. Yeah. or whatever, then you're right. you're doing, you know, what you're supposed to be doing for the world. Right. Got it. You're writing wrongs from many, many years ago. Yes. All right. There's Nate. Never having to right or wrong. Just getting people to go home on time. It is one of the uh, great rights that we have. First one, right? First Amendment, so we have freedom of speech. You go to other countries, man, they could throw you in jail for things that you say, um, just arrest you for stuff they find on Facebook. So shocked by that. But you realize, wow, it's really nice in America. Our neighbors in Norris, Sherry, I didn't realize that this would be a big story, but um, they've, uh, they finally ruled that you can make an obscene gesture if you'd like. In his ruling, Judge Dennis Galeazzos did not hold back, lambasting the complainant and the prosecution, saying, to be abundantly clear, it is not a crime to give someone the finger. Flipping the proverbial bird is a God-given, charter-enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. It may not be civil, it may not be polite, it may not be gentlemanly. Nevertheless, he continued, it does not trigger trigger criminal liability. Offending someone is not a crime. Got that? Yeah, this came from a a problem between two neighbors, Mm -hmm. and they had been feuding a little bit uh, over the course of a few weeks. And according to the one neighbor, um, the other guy came around. He was working in his yard or working on his house, and he had his headphones on. And the the neighbor approached him, uh, gave him the double pumper, and then... Whoa, 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 Sherry, hot take. Wait a minute, the double pumper? Yeah, (laughs) double pumper. Double birded him? 
double bird. And then did the I'm going to slice your throat motion and moved his fists around like he was going to punch him. So he says he feared for his life. He called the police. They arrested the guy for harassment and Mm -hmm. a couple of other things. And they went to court over it. And the judge is saying, you have no idea. You didn't, you couldn't hear what he was saying. You don't know what he said. Uh Um, that, no, you're, the, he dropped the charges. Said this, he has a right to do that. He has a right to make a gesture towards you, even if you don't like it. Um, I'm surprised by this. Maybe that's why it's making uh, news. So in Canada, they have uh, hate police uh, that police uh, speech. They'll go online and look for you saying things that can offend people. Um, I know that Jordan Peterson made his bones and actually became fairly famous when they were forcing him to use certain words he didn't want to use. He pushed back on that, and uh, he still continued to fight that. Um, then Canada does, not not as bad as England and some other countries, but they do have the... Uh, they do have this they hate speech stuff and they will enforce that. I guess the, the double pumper with the slashing move across the throat. I gotta say, just as a guy that enjoys flipping the bird, uh, I think it's unnecessary to do the slash over the throat thing. I'd like the, you know, you can do the half arm. And that's what yeah. I'm like, that's an East Coast thing. Haven't got that quite to catch on here. That's where you take your arm, you hold your one arm parallel, and then you have your other arm come up, slap up again so it's the, the, um, it's in the, the, the kind of the crook of your elbow comes up, your arm comes up, your hand comes up, and then the bird comes up. That's the half arm with the bang, bang move. You got one. You've seen that one? I can't oh. do it because we're on camera right now. Yes, that's. I'll I, do it to I, Chris. Here, Chris. See this? It's that one right there. You see that? Like, very effective. Like you karate chop the one arm and the other arm pops up. Yeah, you hold the one arm like above your belt, you know, about right about your like chest high. All right, yeah. then it's going to be like this in front of you, right? And then you're going to have your other arm fly up underneath, hit, and then with hits, it causes it to bend as it bends, and the wrist flies up, and then the bird flies out. Yeah, and in Canada, it's perfectly legal to do that. No That's if you get the right judge. All. Well, true, and and I agree, it was a bit much to do double pumper. I'm going to slice your throat and punch you. Yeah, the <laughs> punching thing, one. that seems unnecessary. Very cartoonish. <laughs> John, a listener saying what you're describing is called the Italian bird. That's the Italian bird? Oh, good. All right. Good. Very international of me. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, listener. You're such a sophisticated audience. Well, sure. Uh, by the way, apparently the the uh, sound was, I found out that was the teeny tiny lady making that sound in the background, Sherry. Oh, she was trying to sabotage everything. How nice. She just the answer thought, is yes. No, okay. I thought she was sick. <laughs> She's working from home. <laughs> working from home. Oh, now you, can you now have a, a microphone in her house, in her teeny tiny lady pickle jar at home? I, I thought she right. lived. Okay, I'm not going to ask any more questions. Okay. It's too frustrating. Checking traffic. <laughs> Checking traffic. Uh, Nate, the Beacon Plumbing Traffic Desk on a Friday. Get them home on time. Here we go. 